Hello there. Before we get started, allow me to ask you a couple of questions. If you could improve your relationships, would that be of interest to you? Now, what if that relationship was with yourself? I think we all know the answer to that is a hell yeah. My name is Alan DeMonso and I'm the founder of The Awakened Man and this is The Evolving Man Podcast. I'm so excited you've chosen to be here with me today. Specifically, I want to thank you for your time. Now, why would I do that? Well, wouldn't you agree that time is our most precious commodity? Yes, of course. And so if you're choosing to spend time listening to a podcast or take a course or go out to dinner with your spouse, etc., etc., you name it, you're doing that because at some level you feel there's value in making that decision. Am I right? I think so. So listen, my pledge to you, to you is to do my best each and every moment that we spend together so that we can add some value into your life. I think that's a fair trade, wouldn't you agree? But before I go any further, I do want to thank one more person, and that is my wife, Kim, for her unwavering belief and encouragement, because without her as my rock, none of this would be possible. Okay, so what's the big deal about this podcast, this Awakened Man thing, and why should you choose to continue tuning in? Well, let's start by answering the question, who is this podcast for? Well, it might, be, it might seem obvious, but let's take a little bit deeper look. You see, this podcast is for men who are tired of hiding from their wives, their children, their communities, and especially from themselves. It's for men looking to find meaning in their life. It's for women who want to know more about what's going on in their man's head and his heart. It's for couples looking to strengthen their relationship or get them back on track. And it's for anyone interested in creating a life of purpose on purpose. In other words, wanting to leave a legacy. So what are you going to get out of all this? Well, you should get a better understanding of why your life is the way it is. You should be able to ha integrate in some lasting change. And you should be able to be surrounded with like-minded men. So let me tell you a little bit about the vision that I have for the awakened man. To create a space for men to learn and grow. To bring forward the issues affecting men today. Issues in our personal life, in our professional life, and especially in our significant relationships. So before I get going any further, I do want to take some time here and, and go back and reflect on that first couple of questions, the ones about relationships. We see those were two of dozens of questions I asked myself over two decades ago when my life was turned upside down. So if it's okay with you, allow me to share a little bit about my life story just to give you a sense of who I am. You see, 25 years ago, my life was in crisis. Divorced from my first wife, bankrupt, arrested, jobless. There was nowhere for me to go. I attended numerous therapy sessions and lots of self-help classes. Unfortunately, most of them were filled with women. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just really hard as a man to share your story in a room full of women. And I think some, most of you would agree with me. Then five years ago, I just about screwed up my second marriage. Finally, tired of screwing things up, I knew things had to change. And I knew this isn't who I wanted it to be. I wanted a more fulfilling life. I wanted to really know who I was as a man and I wanted to be respected by my wife. So I had to change. So who am I? Well, I'm an Olympic chef, silver medalist chef uh, in the 92 Culinary Olympics. I became trained in classic NLP and hypnotherapy and trained in emotional intelligence. And I'm an executive and a life coach. 
You see, what I learned about myself along my journey is that success is not an accident. Winning the lottery is an accident. I was living a very superficial life. While my work was successful, my personal life sucked. Even with the successes at work, I had no confidence or self-esteem to truly master my profession. Instead, I hid my desire to succeed because I was afraid of the what-if factor. You know, what if I worked more hours learning from other great chefs? How much better would my career have been? What if we moved to get a new lease on life? What if I wasn't meant to do this for a career? What if I've hit my plateau? What if, what if, what if? I had no personal definition for success. You see, at the time, my values and beliefs were on things outside of my control. What others thought of me, what others said about me, how I looked, that, that, that I was liked. None of this served me, only the others that I was trying to serve, which was a total farce. It was because I believed I wasn't worthy of others' acceptance or, friend, or friendship. I knew things had to change, and change dramatically if I was to have any real chance of fulfilling a life of purpose. So what needed to change? Hey, lots of things needed to change, obviously. My definitions for life. So I started to research and do some soul searching, really, to think about what could I do and how could I live my life better. So I looked at this thing called the wheel of life, and I started asking more questions. What did success mean in each part of the wheel of life? What is my definition of being a man? What legacy do I want to leave behind? What kind of father do I want to be? What kind of husband do I want to be? And what kind of father and husband do my kids and my wife need me to be? See, I needed to take a long, hard look in the mirror and admit a few things. And these were really tough for me to admit. I had to admit that it wasn't my wife's fault that our marriage wasn't what I wanted it to be. It wasn't my wife's fault that she didn't know the things she did irritated the hell out of me. It wasn't my kid's fault that I was a distant father and that they have no time for me now. It wasn't my work's fault either that I felt un unvalued. Was it my parents' fault for not instilling in me that I could be whatever I wanted to be? Was it my basketball's coach's fault that we finished second at provincial finals? And it wasn't his fault that I carried that second-place finish with a loser mentality, thinking I could never be number one. What bullshit is that to carry around for a lifetime? In the end, it was my fault for looking at others to blame instead of owning my own stuff. It was time to start taking responsibility for my life. No one else has a responsibility, only me. And you have the same choice, my friend. So what ultimately was changing? Lots of things were starting to shift and change inside of me. Ultimately, I shifted from an outward focus to an inward focus, looking to really truly discover who I was as a person. In other words, I was going to live life by my definition and not by society, not by my wife, and not by my work or peers. See, ultimately, I wanted a life of significance, and it wasn't going to happen until a few other things had to change. I think you can start to get the idea. You bet. I stopped blaming others for my shortcomings, and I started to take full responsibility of where I am in life and where I was heading. I redefined my life purpose. 
grounded myself in a spiritual practice that included meditation, the study of all the great scriptures of the world, and the study of great men of the past and present. I created a vision for my life based on core values that were important to me, which I'll touch on in a little bit. I went back to school and studies everything I could about self-esteem, leadership, relationships, cognitive and behavioral practices, neuroscience, etc. You name it, I took the course, I bought the book, I became certified in as much as I could. Then I started putting it into practice. Each day I reviewed my efforts. How much better was I getting? Basically, I worked at improving my relationship with myself. Finally, I doubled down my efforts to improve my relationship with my wife and my kids. My wife and I started a little game that really helped us stay present in our marriage. We didn't have a name for it. We just did it once a week. We would ask ourselves, on a scale of 1 to 10, where is our relationship? If either one of us gave a 7 or less, we asked what could we do to get back to at least a 7. Then, as the week would go along, we got caught up with each other and doing something grateful. Then we'd say, hey, that would be a really great job, hon. You can come back again next week. It was a little tongue-in-cheek way to let each other know that we valued the other person's uh, abilities and efforts in our relationship. It helped really keep us present. So what can you expect from me and this evolving man? Well, what does it really mean for you? The evolving man and the awakened man teaches men how to think, not what to think. We're going to help you create your definition of manhood by answering some questions. Like, what does a life of significance look like to me? So you're no longer alone on a journey. This is a brotherhood of like-minded men. And we live by 10 core values that I call precepts. We use them as guideposts for our evolution. So when I stopped to think about how my life changed, these were the 10 things that came up. And putting them into practice will do the same for you. I suggest most men like structure. So in saying that, You'll get enough structure here to keep you on track while granting enough freedom to maneuver as you need. Again, it's your life. It's no one else's. And while this is a group of like-minded men, we hold each other accountable for our ambitions, objectives, and whatever else we're trying to accomplish. In essence, we help each other grow. It ultimately means that you're supported along your journey. There's no strings attached. There's no tiptoeing around topics. We deal with our feelings and express them with kindness and respect, even though sometimes it may not feel that way. You see, life isn't always unicorns and fairy tales. That's kid stuff. We are Santa Claus, and he has warts. Finally, you're going to learn how to stay present. Nothing is more of a dream killer than living in the past or the future. It's today that matters. Your actions today will determine your future. Staying present is the key, my friends. One other thing of note. I want you to know that I am not your guru. See, if this thing started to sound like I'm going to be your guru, then you just stop you right there. While I've learned much on my, over my life, what I have to offer are suggestions to improve your life. You do with it as you wish. If you follow along, what I, what I promise is your life is going to improve for the better. How much better? will really determine your level of commitment to your personal development and the support you give men uh, in this movement. See, I'm on the same path as you. I have lots of work to do. And this is a group effort with me only as your guide.
So what are some of the tools and strategies that you can expect through the Evolving Man podcast as well as the Awakened Man? Well, I'll go back to this wheel of life, or I call it the six pillars of life. It's one tool that's been hugely beneficial for me in my growth. You see, there were many different versions of this, and I just found that, you know, these six pillars, the six-pillar wheel was the most effective for me. We use them in, in uh, focusing our energies. It's how we develop our life purpose. It's how we gain perspective of our life. So what are these pillars? The pillars are relationships, finance, career slash business, mental health, spiritual health, and physical health. I use a tool called a personal assessment plan. See, as you start our programs, you'll use the Wheel of Life pillars in this personal assessment format. It'll help drive your learning and your outcomes. And while each man will have a different need for each of the pillars, these pillars will help keep us together and have the same type conversations. So it's everyone's plan, but we all work off the same idea. Let's get down to these precept things I've been talking about earlier. As I mentioned earlier, we follow 10 precepts or core values. These are used to guide us in our daily lives. I think it was Lincoln who came up with this list of character traits that he deemed made up the man he wanted to be. And what he did with these character traits is that he would focus on one each week. And he would do this over and over again, focusing on making sure that he was doing everything that that particular trait was about. So we use a similar model here, and I use 10 core values. As I thought about what are the things that were important for me in my life and would, and would be important for a man. And so our core values, or our precepts are brotherhood, authenticity, servant leadership, spirit, fearlessness, vulnerability, grit, strength, wisdom, and love. When we put all of these 10 precepts together, and we start to incorporate them in our lives. Our lives become so much better. Again, it's another piece to the foundation. There isn't any one silver bullet, my friends, as I found throughout the years. You need several different things to pull levers to be able to pull on that allow you to have a more successful life. And so how does all of this come together? This all comes together in what I call a weekly men's circle, the Band of Brothers. It's a foundational community building program it's where men get together to share, learn, and grow. There's no sacred cows in this brotherhood. We tackle everything from relationships to self-development, the man box, marriage, etc. In total, I came up with five modules with 50 plus topics, each with a personal assessment plan that I mentioned earlier, so that you get the most out of the modules. Men are provided with downloadable content, to videos that drive home key points, simple assignments and thought-provoking questions to help challenge us, uh, us each week. Men get the most out of this value when they're the ones that do the work and participate. You know, if you're going to be a backseat driver or a passenger, you're not going to do well in this group. Now, while there's no specific order to take these modules, men are required to take living a life of purpose as their first module, as this is the module that we create our life purpose, our mission statement, and our vision statement all of which are the keys to living a more fulfilling life. Now there's still tons more that's under development, including an in-depth training on some of these topics. I have a mastermind group also with called Bladesmith Brigades, where men get put together into action, the learnings from the, that they got from the modules. We create a personal balance scorecard where they get to tackle things that are the most important for them. And we do this in 90-day sprints. But really in the end, how does this all, what does this all mean for the podcast? Well, 
Each week I'll discuss different aspects of the Awakened Man program. Topics will come from these five modules and 50 uh, topic headings, while others will happen from the daily events that are important that are happening in the world today. The point of the podcast is to ensure, as I said earlier, that you get something out of the time you're going to spend with me today. So how long can you anticipate any episode to last? Well, the latest statistics say that the average commute time is 24 minutes. So my goal then would be to have a podcast last between 15 and 20 minutes. That's enough time for us to dive into a topic, chew on a few ideas, and then send ourselves on our way for the day. Frequency? Well, the goal is to put out a podcast at least two times a week. Overall, you're going to have ample content coming from me in some different form. So to close out today, I want to ask that you check out my website at www.theawakenedman.net and sign up for my weekly newsletter. Like me on Facebook by the same name and follow me on Instagram at theawakenedman2020. Thank you for joining me today and stay strong, my brothers.